0: You're listening to The Heart and Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. I hope you are having a fantastic day, my friend. Just a quick little reminder that if you love our show, if you would take a couple of minutes to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, you would rock forever and ever. (laughs) So. Today, we are diving in and answering all of the questions that you sent in to our Heart and Hustle Facebook group. For Q&A episodes like this, and even for specific topic episodes, we always pull you guys in there. So if you want your question answered on the podcast, make sure to come join the party in our podcast Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Now, today, we are answering some good questions you sent in. Questions like, are Instagram guides beneficial? And if so, how can I use them? What's the best way to advertise yourself when starting out? How to build a following on Instagram? How to know when you should start charging? Tips for hiring people on your team? And how to know when it's time to rebrand while still making sure your current clients know who you are? Ooh, those are some incredible questions, and I cannot wait to dive in. So don't you dare go anywhere, my friend. Answers to your biggest questions coming right now. Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Hello, hello. Welcome
1: back to the show, my friend. Ooh, I'm excited to dive into today's Q&A episode. So let's just like cut to the chase. Let's just get to it. Sound
0: good, Evie? Sounds great. Let's
1: go. (laughs) The first one, um, and all of these come in from our Heart & Hustle Facebook group. So if you are in there, Show show notes is where you can find the link for that. But anyways, the first question is from Alyssa, and it says, how do you build a following on Instagram or other social media platforms? That's a very loaded question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think, okay, well, actually, see our entire podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I feel like you could just dive into... So many different angles of this. But I also want to say, even though it's a loaded question and there's a lot that could go into it, it also is pretty simple. And I think people want some sort of magical answer to stuff like this of like, oh, here's the secret recipe for success that you haven't heard Post at 9 a.m. every... No, post at
1: 9.06 and 27 milliseconds (laughs) every single day, (laughs) and you will go viral
0: every time and you'll have a million followers. That's the secret, Alyssa. Just kidding. I think that's what a lot of people want, though, is, you know, some easy, quick, fast, secret recipe. And the reality is, it it comes down to just some basic principles. And we'll dive into those here. But yeah, if you want a little bit more in depth, just go back to previous episodes where we talk about Instagram growth, Instagram captions, you know, things like that, which might give you a little bit more involvement into some of these answers. But Lindsay, do you want I to think, take it?
1: Yeah, I think for most episodes that we have on in the past that are on Instagram specifically, I'm pretty sure Instagram is in the title. So even if you just searched whatever podcast uh, app you're listening on, if you just searched Heart and Hustle Podcast Instagram, I'm pretty sure those episodes would come up. But to answer your question, Alyssa, <laughs> I, think, I think the first thing that immediately comes to my mind is to post consistently. Yeah. I was literally just at our friend Brady's house. Um, he's our videographer. If you follow us, you probably know who he is. Um, Brady S. Clayton, I think, is his Instagram. Anyways. Yes. Uh, and he's notorious for having the best content, but never, ever post. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I just need to, need to get to 10K,
0: man. And I'm like, here's a really wild secret. Post every day. <laughs> like... I think even like, just from a personal standpoint too, I noticed, I've never actually really noticed this intensely in my own Instagram until kind of recently in the past like four to six months. And I don't know if it's- um, Well, you, you definitely upped your consistency, I feel like. Yes, because I was getting really like just busy with all the other things in the back end of my business. And I was kind of neglecting Instagram in a way, thinking it wasn't the top priority in that season of business. And even though- That may have been slightly accurate. It also was not a smart move because I grew so fast for a couple of years. And then when I stopped posting consistently, I pretty much stopped like my consistent, significant growth. Mm -hmm. But even in the past couple of weeks, uh, I've been posting just about every day, sometimes twice a day. And then I will drop off for like a few days, like over the weekend or something because I got overwhelmed and have the content fully prepared, whatnot. And I'll notice it takes me a few days after I come back to posting to get that momentum again. Like I'll Uh lose followers or I'll start really like my engagement is pretty low until I build it back up. So there's a lot that goes into posting consistently, but I think the, the biggest thing is that you're consistently showing up in front of people's faces. You're getting top of mind. You're creating content that's valuable, that's like encouraging and entertaining that people are going to want to share with other people. And it it creates a momentum for growth that obviously if you're not showing up, no one's going to be wanting to show up for you. Like why would people want to follow you if you're not creating content? So, well, and it's also like
1: You so badly and desperately want to get more followers, but then it's every time someone usually wants that, it's like they're not doing the work that it takes to grow. I mean, it it Mm -hmm. is truthfully the fact, like even in our own Instagram lives, like when we don't post consistently, we don't grow as hard and as fast. Like, that's just the truth. Yeah. Um, Like, quality matters, which we'll get into in a second, but like, post consistently and you will see growth. Yes. Point blank. Yeah. That's just the truth of the matter. Yep. Um and we could get into like how to do that, I would say batch content in advance. That's yeah. like the best way i found yep. to actually have a post every single day versus like just going, going to your phone every single day and being like, yep.
0: oh, what do I post today? That's gonna mm-hmm. burn you out real fast. Okay, the other thing I wanna tag on really quick before we move on to number two is posting consistently does not have to mean every single day. Even if you post, you yep. know, three to four times a week, so every other day or something, that's fine. Just post consistently, show up consistently. I think it's when people are very sporadic with posting and go weeks without posting or you know, yeah. a week and a half or whatever. That's when you're really kind of honestly shooting yourself in the foot. And right. you might be sitting there like, oh, I want to I grow, I want to build, but I'm only posting once a week. Well, that might be part of it. So it doesn't have to be every day. That's definitely ideal. But even I mean, if you're I getting... Would, I would say though, if you're only posting like once a month, you're probably not going to see growth,
1: even though that might be consistent in the sense yeah. of like just the more frequent, the better. But don't, if you're if you're new to it or you don't post consistently or every day at all, don't try to burn yourself out by doing what Evie said, which is like yeah. posting every single day if that's not the capacity or capability you have right now.
0: Yep. So good. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Number two is going to be have quality content. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, yes, you can post consistently, but if you're posting crappy content that, you know, is a really terrible quality pixelated iPhone selfie or whatever, and a caption of like, happy Saturday, you know, you're, you're probably not going to get people wanting to follow for something like that, where they're not getting anything out of it. They're not getting any tangible value or encouragement or entertainment or whatever. So that's actually what we're going to dive into. Three things Mm -hmm. that you can keep in mind. These are kind of your three content pillars that can guide your, your content creation for social media is, Pillar one, education. So giving people, you know, tangible takeaways of how they can improve their life or their business or whatever that looks like. It can be life tips, business tips, tips for... it's it's not even business
1: tips necessarily, unless you're like a business coach or you sell something like business-wise. Like all education really means is just serving your ideal client with information that benefits their life as it
0: relates to what you sell. Yes, and by business tips, I meant tips for in your business for your clients. I probably oh, should have yeah. clarified I just that. To cl- no,
1: I just want to clarify because when people hear you say that, they're going to be like, I don't teach education. It's fine. Don't have to teach education. I, I was mean- mocking you if you're listening to that. Just, I just realized that sounded really <laughs> snotty. That's just Lindsay being very savage. <laughs> uh, y- y'all, I have been on a trip and a half the last day. I, It's all just, okay, I'll calm down. We just drove literally the entirety of Texas on ice. So give me a minute of sass.
0: All right. <laughs> anyways education just basically means serving your audience with valuable tips and tools that they're yeah. going to need and and actually use and then pillar two is going to be inspiration so sharing an inspiring story that could be sharing a client's story you know your own story part of your journey whatnot and then the pillar three is entertainment so something that just makes people happy it makes them smile it it you know, encourages them or inspires them or whatever, but it's like binge worthy content. Yeah.
1: Don't think of entertainment like, oh, it has to be funny if you're not a funny person. Yeah. You know, have some little self-awareness there. Are you funny? It's okay to say no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I think honestly, okay, let's, let's address this really fast. Lindsay, Tends much more towards like goofy humor than I do. I I think I, have, I have
1: really found my my groove <laughs> as like a as like a Trey Kennedy imitator. There's like a brand pillar of mine ever since the Hallmark Christmas story that I'm like, whoa,
0: <laughs> I have comedy in my bones. And I think like there's a part of me that at certain times I think stuff is funny, but I you're much of, more like inspirational. Yeah, I just like my entertainment pillar looks a lot more like. like how inviting people along to like a surfing day or you know just different things which is still entertaining yeah but I recognize like unless I think of something and I'm really inspired to create something funny which I totally sometimes am I have a few like reels or you know things that I definitely post but that's not that's I'm not sitting there trying to think of funny things because I know that's not necessarily like my right. Number which is, one brand pillar. I think that's
1: encourage. It should be encouraging to people. Like, yeah. When we say entertainment, it doesn't mean funny comedy. It just means something that's binge worthy that people would want to consume.
0: Yeah. I mean, think about entertainment in the sense of TV shows. Not all TV shows have to be comedic or, or right. funny. Exactly. You know, there are really serious or, you know, dramatic or, you know, whatever, TV shows that people enjoy. So just make it authentic to who you are as a person. That's basically the bottom line. Yes. Okay, so that is under having quality content, and those are some three brand pillars that you can go off of. Now, Mm -hmm. number three, Lindsay, you want to dive into that? Yes. Invite people into conversation and freaking reply to them.
1: So this this takes more time because it would be so easy to just, like, write a caption, post Mm -hmm. your photo or post your reel or whatever, and then ghost, like— And then come back the next day and do it again. However, if you want to build engagement, if you actually want people to engage with you, you have to ask for that engagement. So having call to actions at every single one of your posts, making sure that you're inviting people into conversation. And every time I say that, let me just go on my soapbox real fast. Every time I say like, have a CTA in at the end of your caption and invite people into conversation, ask them questions. Everyone's like, but no one responds. Listen, Sarah from Vermont. Okay, I just made that up. Um, Uh, when I first started Instagram and started intentionally trying to grow my platform and I asked questions back in 2015, no one responded either. Yeah. Like, do it for five years and engage, engage, engage. Answer every single DM that gets sent your way and then come back to me and say it doesn't work. Yep. Because that's the name of the game. Reach it's like it. it's like, And I don't want to say that in a harsh way, but do it again and again and again. Like, if somebody responds to your post with an emoji... Respond with four a four worded sentence to actually mm-hmm. show that you're engaging and you're really trying to connect with people. Yeah, because that's what's going to make people comment on your posts and actually like. You almost have to teach them to interact with you the way that you want them to interact.
0: Yeah, uh, pay attention to the fact that it's called social media. Uh huh. Social. Be 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 social on this app. Don't post and ghost. Okay. Number four is going to be watch trends and then be smart about joining those in a way that is authentic to you and to your business. So I think I think that comes
1: in mostly with like reels yeah. or stories because sometimes story trends, like that, that trend that came around that was like, uh, show me a photo of blank in 2020 or, or yeah. something like that, like where it's like a social media story trend or like yeah. reels trends or yep. TikTok trends. It doesn't have to just be Instagram, but
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think just paying attention to what is trending and what people are enjoying watching and, you know, creating stuff that's true to you, but also kind of paying attention to what's going viral or what the the algorithm is pushing and what people are enjoying seeing. Just keep your eyes on that. And Uh, then last but not least. (laughs) Lastly, show
1: your freaking face. Show up sister. (laughs) Show up sister friend in your feed, on your story. Seriously, you will not grow anywhere near as fast if you don't.
0: Yeah. And I don't
1: want to be harsh and say that again, but it's true. People think about your favorite Instagrammers that you follow and that you're constantly engaging with, that you're constantly watching their stories, that you're constantly commenting on their posts. Do they show their face? Are you interacting with a person or with a corporate business? Yeah. I can guarantee every single one of you, everyone that's listening, every single one of your favorite Instagrammers shows their face and talks to the camera.
0: Yeah. And
1: they have followers because of it. I'm just going to say it like (laughs) (laughs) this.
0: Yes. I think those are just some basic principles that you can begin to utilize to build your following. You may have heard some of those tips before, but I just want to encourage you to kind of like open your mind to the fact that if you've heard this over and over and over from multiple people, including us, there's probably a reason that these are the tools and and strategies that are given out over and over because it's what works. Yeah. And so just take I it mean, to heart.
1: <laughs> the, like point blank, w- everything that we just said, we do. Yes. Like there's not another secret that we've done. Yeah. Like there might be little hacks and tricks here and there. Like, oh, certain strategies on hashtags. Sure. Okay. Yeah. But like, that's not what grew our platform to the hashtags alone won't like those little
0: hacks alone without this
1: foundation won't grow your your page it's posting consistently it's having quality content rotating through education inspiration entertainment telling Mm -hmm. stories it's inviting people into conversation having ctas and actually replying to every single comment and every single dm you get it's watching the trends it's being smart it's hopping on them and it's showing your freaking face like do that again and again and again do it for five years and come back to me and tell me it
0: doesn't work Okay, Amen. <laughs> that was the question on how to build a following on Instagram or other social it just media took platforms. We're getting twelve <laughs> minutes to answer. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next question, which is also along the lines of Instagram. This is from Sydney, and she said, "Let's talk about Instagram guides. Can they really be beneficial?"
1: Mm, That's have, so good. We have thoughts. We have thoughts. <laughs> we have thoughts. I feel like every freaking day, it feels like Instagram is rolling out a new thing, trying to be the best social media app. Like, everyone knows they already are. Instagram, just calm down. Yeah. (laughs) But here they are trying to do everything under the sun. Yeah. I I remember when I saw guides come out, I was like, are you kidding me? Not another thing.
0: Yeah. I'm feeling it right now. I'm feeling it right now with knowing that Instagram has a lot of talk going on about creating... a basically a version of Clubhouse on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh, of course they're going to do that. I'm Of like, course they're going to do oh, that. Oh, there's another thing. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's talk about guides. That's the point of this. So at the time of this recording, this is our personal opinion. We think guides can be useful and can become even more useful with time. But with the current way that Instagram is pushing reels really hard over guides and just the current setup of guides, like not being able to post them in your actual grid and other people. They don't show up on your timeline when you're scrolling. Yeah, exactly. Like just the way guides are currently set up and the way Instagram is really pushing reels. Our opinion is that it's not an immediate game changer that you have to take advantage of. So yeah. don't stress out. I do think it can be beneficial. I think I see a lot of people using them really beneficially. But I, if I had to tell you right now to pick between utilizing reels or guides, I would not even question telling you to utilize reels right now. So if you're feeling stretched thin, I would say pause on Instagram guides, yep. focus on creating a rhythm with reels, and then pick up guides after you've kind of gotten consistent and, and feel like you have your feet under you with posting consistently with reels and, and feed posts.
1: Yeah, yeah. That said, we did want to give you some tips on ways that you can utilize guides if you want to do them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think some easy tips, like you don't have to freaking reinvent the wheel when it comes to guides. You can literally create guides based on your old content. For example, <laughs> compile captions with tips for clients, etc. So like if you go basically like how we said in Alyssa's question on like Instagram pillars, like education, inspiration, entertainment. Like if you've done a a funny series, maybe compile a guide where they can like see all of those posts all at once. Or you've done, maybe you're a business coach and you teach Instagram, for example. Maybe you could compile a guide where it has all your past posts on Instagram hacks and tips and then you could share that guide to your story. That might be beneficial.
0: Yeah, or, you know, if you're a photographer, creating some tips for, low, you know, favorite locations based Mm -hmm. on some of your photos from your past grid, favorite elopement locations, and then put a guide together of that. Or, you know, favorite outfits or like outfit tips for clients, you know, use past photo grid photos to compile like a little guide on your favorite outfit tips. Like you can utilize old content and create a ton of guides and then begin to like share them to your story, share them with, you know, Mm -hmm. clients and all sorts of stuff like that. So... Also, if you're a product-based business, you could do a guide on like
1: products in your shop. So like that's a really good way to take advantage of it too, I think.
0: If you are a product-based business, I think you should 1000% be utilizing guides because guides directly link your products if you have like the shop feature. So I would encourage maybe prioritize that a little bit higher and then, you know, share it a bunch with people so that your, your actual links to your products are getting shared all over other other people's stories and stuff like that. So yeah, I think overall we do both think guides will probably become a big deal. It's kind of our guess, but at the current moment, you know, if, if Instagram changes some things around it, like it shows up in your your timeline or your 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 grid, um, just different things are tweaked a little bit. I think they can become a really big deal. But at the current moment, I think reels are way more useful and pushed a lot harder by Instagram. So for the majority of business owners and people listening to this right now, I would say don't do everything at once. Focus on one at a time, and you know, find ways to simplify your processes with all of this, like batching and stuff. So, yeah, hope, hope that helps. <laughs> all
1: right, next question is from Francesca. She says, what's the best way to advertise yourself when starting out? That's a great question, Francesca. I'm excited. I think we can just dive into it. Number one, or like the first thing that we can think of is giving friends and family your product or your service for free um, in exchange for a review. And then that helps lead to word of mouth. And you can get reviews when starting out to prove your value and your worth as far as like the crap. I almost said the crap that you're giving. (laughs) Not crap in a bad way, just like I just was lazy <laughs> with the word choice there. Um, <laughs> but it's a really, like when you're first starting out, like give close friends and family your product or your service for free in yeah. exchange for a review. I think one, you're getting portfolio if you're a service-based product owner or you're or like a photographer or like a florist or something like that. Or if you're a product, then you're getting um, reviews.
0: Yes. Or you're I getting think- reviews for both. <laughs> Yeah. I think number two would be to host a giveaway to create buzz and get even more clients using your product or having experience in your service. So this is just another way to kind of get people to share it and, mm-hmm. you know, the natural organic word of mouth and, uh, create brand awareness, get people in the door and then begin to serve them.
1: And yes. then that
0: kind of goes into number three. <laughs> Lindsay, you want to cover it? start posting, which we covered this kind of already, start posting
1: on social regularly and then blogging weekly. Yeah. Um, that, like when you first start, other than, oh, social media is completely free and then blogging, you would just need to have a website, right? Which isn't a ton of money unless you're hiring like a designer straight out of the gate, but I don't maybe recommend that when you're first starting unless you have like a butt ton of cash. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's stuff that you can do for free. Like you don't have to pay for marketing. You don't have to pay for ads. Like that's going to naturally create buzz and get content going under your brand like immediately. So like you don't have to even have a lot of portfolio or photos of your products yet. Yeah. You can still be blogging personal aspects of your life to create connection as well as education that serves your ideal client. Even if you're just starting out like blogging once a week and posting on Instagram and social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever, like that will help you so much in the beginning. I mean, it'll help you indefinitely as you continue doing that, but especially at the beginning.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, for example, if you're, if you're starting out as a wedding planner, like maybe you've done one wedding or you've helped other planners or you're just beginning, like use any experience that you have plus a crap ton of research to find tips that you could blog about for brides planning their wedding or, you know, whatever. What knowledge could you give that helps them and positions you in the expert seat? And if you're consistently, I said that weird, but if you're consistently pumping out, you know, blogs and social media posts that appeal directly to who you're wanting to book, they'll be so much more likely to book you because they actually see that you're speaking to them, that you're getting mm-hmm. their attention, that you're serving them. So pay attention attention to stuff like that and just start sharing what you know. And even if you're like, okay, I'm maybe don't know everything right out the gate. Guarantee you know something that, you know, your ideal client is out there struggling with. So start sharing it. Mm, so good. Photographers, listen up. Do you struggle with editing in Lightroom? Are you confused as heck about organizing catalogs, backing up your images? Calling takes you actual ages, and editing as a whole just leaves you feeling discouraged and frustrated and maybe bored too. If that is you, consider us Santa on Christmas morning because we have a completely free Lightroom challenge for you that walks you through everything we just mentioned, including a bunch of tricks and hacks that make editing in Lightroom a million times easier and faster. The challenge
1: includes five videos, roughly 30 to 50 minutes each of Evie and I tackling some of the trickiest topics on editing and teaching you exactly how we use Lightroom to edit drool-worthy photos. We cover our favorite tools within Lightroom that will change your editing game, and we teach you how we import Cole, upload, backup, and catalog our photos in a way that is efficient, fast, and reliable. You don't want to miss this challenge, my friend. And if your editing needs a refresh and you just want to know how we edit our photos, this is the place to be. Sign up and join the challenge at theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge. One more time, that's theheartuniversity.com forward slash challenge, and we can't wait to see you there. Do you feel like every time you send an email to an inquiring client, there's crickets? You're never getting clients to respond back to you and you're just sitting there like, what the heck am I doing wrong? Well, my friend, we're about to solve your problem full free. Did you know that the most important part of the very first email you send an inquiry is your pricing guide? (gasps) Yeah, it's true.
0: (laughs) Yes, and your pricing guide should be an avalanche of professional excellence, details, problem solving, and information for your ideal client. They should walk away from that pricing guide asking, where the heck has this person been in my whole life? Now, if your pricing guide isn't leaving your clients in awe, then you need to change it. Now, we are about to help you do just that with our free guide, Seven Essentials to Include in Your Pricing Guide. If you are ready to level up and prove your value to your clients, you need this. Head to theheartuniversity.com forward slash guide freebie to snag it. TheHeartUniversity.com forward slash guide dash freebie. Next question. Next (laughs) question comes from Nicole and she
1: says, tips for hiring people to be on your team. Associate photographers, videographers, et cetera. Yes. Okay.
0: So good. So good. (sighs) Many (sighs) thoughts. Many thoughts. Many, many thoughts. Let's uh, just get straight to this. Number one is a doozy. Pay attention to their character and not just their skills. This is... This is a big one. You can, look, you can teach someone skills. You can teach someone, you know, here's how you blog. Here's how you manage my email list. Here's how you run my inbox, whatever. But you can't teach someone to work hard, to be honest, to have integrity, to care about, you know, you or Mm -hmm. other people like your clients or whatever. You can't teach that. You cannot yep. teach character. You can teach skills. So when I and Lindsay too, when we interview people, we look for a character that we like, value that we mm-hmm. see like a a stand up person standing in front of us that, that we want as to add to our team. Yes,
1: yeah. I, I mean, per- a perfect example is our podcast manager when we were interviewing positions. Yeah, like we her character and yeah. her work ethic, and even just from her past experience and her interview like was just a resounding uh, amen uh, amen yes it was a resounding amen amen. and she had never done a podcast manager position before but she had done wedding planning before which is like very similar as far as like hey you're managing a lot of balls like a lot of things are on your plate so it's like that she didn't have the exact position skills as in like oh you need to run this part of this job but it was super teachable and like character was much more important to
0: us. Yep. And she's crushing it. Okay. So that's like, we love you, Allie. (laughs) We do love you, Allie. Okay. That's a big one. Number two, Lindsay, you want to cover this? Have a clear team mission, core value, et cetera, that you
1: can then communicate to any new hires, interviewees, et cetera, so that you know what they're looking for Or sorry, what you're looking for. And then they'll know what's expected of them. Now, I don't think the person who asked this question, Nicole probably was thinking like character and and team mission statements when she was like, how do I hire an associate photographer? However, like these are the important things that like you don't think about when you're first starting out. Like you don't think, even if you're a solopreneur, even if you are a photographer, for example, because I'm assuming Nicole is a photographer since she asked for associate photographers and things like that. um, Even if you're just solo and it's just you, yeah. still have a team mission. I mean, the team is you. Yeah. But that's that's not bad. Like, still have that. Like, where do you want, as you add people to your team, as it grows slowly, what is the foundational core principle of your business that you want to make sure moving forward is installed? Installed yeah. is not the right word. What instilled. is
0: upheld? Upheld. Oh, that's what you were going for. <laughs> <laughs> I think, just to like tag on my two cents here, I think it's so important that... You, first of all, as a business owner, know your own core mission statement and your own core values. I think that's really, really helpful to keep, you know, Lindsay and I talk about this a lot, knowing your why, your why behind your business, what keeps you getting up every day and working hard through hard seasons. And, you know, all of that is so important, but then being able to communicate that to other people so that they can come behind you in your why, you know, you don't want to hire somebody who is just wanting to make, you know, a ton of money so that they can go I don't know, like spend it on stuff that it totally doesn't align with your core missions when when your core values and your mission is like empowering other people and blessing your clients and changing people's lives and, you know, honor and integrity and, you know, love for everyone that you interact with and and you hire somebody who yeah, they may be able to do the job but they're, they don't realize that that's what ex- is expected of them. So I mm-hmm. think that's like, it, it helps you as a boss being able to kind of ga- like guide and, and navigate your team through stuff. But it also helps your team in knowing, okay, this is what, you know, Evie and Lindsay, or or this is what Nicole is all about. This is what we're fighting for. Like if you hire an associate photographer, the associate photographer knows Nicole's mission is to serve our clients above and beyond their wildest expectations for us. And that, that means going the extra 10 miles. Mm -hmm. That means like, you know, loving the heck out of these clients so that they feel, you know, so seen, so valued, so taken care of that they can't imagine their wedding day or their, you know, whatever, without me or without us. Like when you give them that clear vision, it helps you work together as a team to accomplish those core missions. So, it's not just a corporate phrase that we're trying to throw around of like core right, values, right. team mission statement. Like it actually is the heart and the foundation of your company. And when you're hiring people on, it's really important. And especially for this question
1: from Nicole, when she said associate photographers, especially for something that is so integral to your business, like that, mm-hmm. like a like a person that's basically doing what you're doing, which is like photographing. Whoa, that's not how you say <laughs> that word. <laughs> photographing photographing Photographing? (laughs) how you say that oh my gosh I lost my English language how do I say it what you actually photographing photographing photographing
0: photographing oh my gosh (laughs) I'm back I'm back all right I think I think your brain just glitched out I got (laughs) two degrees (laughs) I went to college I got two degrees and I was a professional photographer for five years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> photographic. Okay, anyways, um,
1: where was I? I meant to say, like, when it is such an integral part of your team, that's even more important. When someone's doing what you do for other people, like an associate photographer, you need to make sure and be very specific. Hey, this is how I treat them. Yes, but then, like, specifically, how do you show up? How do you, what do you wear to the wedding? Like, how, yeah. literally bullet point that because they need to have, like, that buy-in, to understand what that mission is for you to even work for you. So yeah, that's why that's important.
0: Yeah, we harped on that a lot. But some tangible tips of, you know, how to begin to hire people. I would just say, like, start asking around, be open to the fact that you're hiring, post about it online, tell your friends, ask your friends if they know anyone. And then I think one of the biggest things that Lindsay and I would say here is be willing to wait for the right people. Don't just hire the first people that come along or, or anyone because you feel desperate. I think that'll hurt you more than help you in the long run. Wait for the right person or the right people to get the right people in the right seats. That when when you have the right people in the right positions in your business, everything is so easy and so fluid and so smooth. When you mm-hmm. have the wrong people in the wrong seats or the right people in the wrong seats, it, it creates more work and more headache and more hassle than it's actually solving. So having the right people on your team will change your business, which will then change your life. So don't just hire anyone. Be picky. But I think the biggest thing is just like ask people, post about it, post in local Facebook groups, ask friends who might know people and What are some, what are some areas that they can, like other than social media or Facebook groups,
1: uh, the ones that I'm thinking of are Upwork,
0: Mm -hmm. People People Per Per Hour, Hour.
1: Fiverr, Fiverr, check all three of those if you're looking for like a VA or an assistant, that's kind of the same thing, um, like a Pinterest expert, someone to blog for you, someone to do your podcast managing, SEO, yeah, things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it just depends on like what you're looking for. If that's like a a contracted worker to help with certain things, then go for that. If you're looking for a full-time team member, you might want to, you know, ask around like locally, Mm -hmm. if you're one of them local, like there's just different situations. But yeah, I hope that was helpful, Nicole. And just like our brain dump of like what to think about and how to begin to hire a team member. Like those are top things from us. Mm -hmm. All right. Last question for today
1: is from Ashley. She says, rebranding tips, how to rebrand, when to rebrand, how to make sure your current clients still know who you are, etc. All right. Yes. We're going to break that down literally to what you just said. Re- how to know when to brand, <laughs> rebrand, how to know how, how to know how. Wow. And then, will they know who I am? Question mark.
0: We're going to dive into all of those. <laughs> Question mark. The- yes. The I-, <laughs> I got the first one. Okay. Mm. So when to rebrand. So I think the biggest like indicator is when there is a disconnect between your old brand and who you are now as you've grown. So whether that's the clients that you're talking about or talking to, what represents you and your business, you know, if you've grown and and niched down or diversified or whatever that looks like, when you feel like there's a disconnect between your old branding and who you are now, that's typically the great time to rebrand Mm -hmm. and then number two
1: it doesn't even it doesn't even have to always mean like logo and colors though it can yeah like i've multiple times in my business i have felt like i've almost outgrown the maturity of my logo or of like the visual part of my brand yeah um not necessarily like how i interact but it can it can be both it can be both or either. Yeah. It could be like the visual part or it could be like just who you're serving and maybe you want to branch out. Maybe you want to pivot your business a little bit to do something different or niche down. So it can be all of those. And then, yeah, the second one is when you have the money to invest in a professional rebrand. Because um, usually think, I would recommend when you're rebranding to redo your logo, to redo your website, um, and you can do those things yourself if you want to. Um, it, it just, if you're trying to grow, it's usually, if you don't have the design Capability. Like that's you can be honest with that. That's fine. Uh, usually it's a good idea to try to outsource that. But if you're if you're still like pinch and pennies, you can still do it yourself. I don't want to like discourage you and be like, you have to hire a brand designer or something like that.
0: Yeah. But I think that's a great, you know, a time yeah. to invest. Like especially if you're starting out, you do it yourself and then you get to a place where you have the money now to invest. Like and you wanna up level and you wanna up level and yeah, you know, per like perfect and polish off your brand, then yeah invest Uh in it. I mean, that's what we both
1: did. We both created our first website. I created technically my first two websites. Uh, I think I, I, (laughs) I think I did outsource a logo when I first started and that was the only thing I did because I was like, okay, I want kind of a logo that's professional, but I didn't have the money to do an entire website or like a website design. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number two, how to rebrand. You want to cover Mm. this lens?
1: Yes. So I would start by sharing the story behind the, your new brand, why it represents you and what excites you about it, etc. Like, kind of, if it's a really huge pivot or visual change, mm-hmm. like, I don't want that, you know, I don't want it to stop you from rebranding because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's gonna like be super like confusing. But something that you can do to, as an asset to you is like, tell them about the story. Don't just like bait and switch and be like, whoop, New brand, who dis? Like, like, tell them the story behind it. Like, if there was a story of like how you've grown and changed and pivoted your in, your brand, then tell them. Like, make a blog post on that. That's a great way to utilize your blog. Yeah. Um, you can show the behind the scenes of creating it or your inspo board of your new logo and your new website or sneak peeks of that new logo or, or whatever, like tease them a little bit, take them on a journey and share the story of mm-hmm. why you're doing it. Um, another idea that you could do is to share a giveaway or to host a giveaway, I guess you could say, um, or share, sorry, share your rebrand with a giveaway is what I mean. So like, say you're rebranding your website and, you know, with that is a logo and everything, um, you could lead out, you could do a countdown to your new website for like five days or something and then when your website goes live host a giveaway mm-hmm. like give away a product or service that you do um, I think that's a really great way to tell a story of it and also hype people up and like kind of make a, a a fun deal about it without making like a big deal about it if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah I think that's so good I think it, it just comes down to just inviting people into the process and just yeah. sharing it with them and you know Be like, I'm so excited. I've been working so hard. You know, I designed everything myself for my first couple of years. This is my first professional rebrand. I've worked so hard to be able to invest in this. Like just stuff that invites people into the behind the scenes. People love that. So don't don't overthink it. But that actually goes straight into number three of will they know who I am? Like, you know, you don't want to confuse your clients. And just to repeat, don't overthink it. I think, you know, people probably don't notice that type they they aren't confused by that type of rebranding or switch half as much as you think they are I think it's very easy for us because we see the drastic change and we've been working hands-on in our brand and or on our website for you know weeks or months or whatever that to us it's so drastically different but to a client it's just oh cool It, it you know it's new paint looks great you know that type of thing
1: like well and especially if you're doing what we just said in the how of like sharing the story of why you're doing it kind of as you're doing it or right before you do it I think that like they're gonna see that and be like oh cool like that's not that's not gonna be like a big like who is this person like if you just like up and switch one day then and it's like such a drastic visual then maybe like that might be confusing but just explain it yeah like it's not it's not that big of a deal
0: well and I think it also comes down to like making sure you're still putting your face and yourself into your stuff because people will always recognize you or you know your product or your service or your brand voice. There's a lot of consistency that'll still happen even with a, a rebrand. So don't negate the fact that people will always be able to recognize you and your value and they're not just necessarily like, oh, I recognize Lindsay because of her logo. Like people don't recognize Lindsay because of her logo. Like, yeah, her logo is cool. And it's, you know, it's good to have a professional logo and whatnot, but people recognize Lindsay because she's Lindsay and it's her face and it's her voice and it's her value that she's bringing. So I have a good example of, uh, I think it was in 2018 that I did this. So this was three years
1: into starting my business which was a photography business at the time. It was just a photography business and I was called Lindsay Noel Photography. And I remember I was like, I need to start, I need to change it from from being Lindsay Noel Photography to just being Lindsay Roman. Like point right. blank, that's it. And photography can fall under that, but that also opens the door for me to put anything under my personal brand and it doesn't pigeonhole me into photography, which I knew at the time I was like, I don't myself being a wedding photographer for probably even like five more years or 10 more years so it's like i i wanna i don't want to pigeonhole myself too far and i remember i bought the lindsay roman domain and then i forwarded lindsay noelphotography.com to lindsay roman like still to this day if you type in lindsay roman or lindsay noelphotography.com it will take you to lindsay and i did that and i changed my logo because my logo obviously said lindsay Noel Photography. And I don't even think I made a big deal about it, like, at all. Like, yeah. at all. I yeah. think I just did it one day and, like, put us up a story or maybe a post on Instagram. That's it. Maybe a Facebook post. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I blogged about it. Like, I because it wasn't, it wasn't, like, a huge visual rebrand. And it was just, like, a logo change. And, like, no one blinked an eye. Yeah. They are like, okay, cool. Like, does yeah. it.
0: <laughs> the, so good. Okay. So, that ends today's Q&A episode. I hope that was helpful Covering a bajillion different questions from a bajillion different angles and avenues and whatnot. So, Lindsay and I love doing these Q and A episodes. If you are not already a part of the Heart and Hustle Facebook group, please come join over there. We love just connecting with people. There's a great community of like minded entrepreneurs, creatives, just cool people hanging out over there. And it's a great way for you to get your questions answered on future podcast episodes, to pitch ideas for future podcast episodes all the good stuff. So we would love to see you over there. Mm, Yes, and as always, you can find us on the
1: gram, screenshot this uh, episode and share it on your story and tag us in it. If you loved it and you got a lot of value out of it, you can uh, reach Evie at Evie Rupp. You can reach me at Mrs. Lindsay Roman and the podcast in our education company at The Heart University. And we are cheering you on and just in your corner. So go out and kill it today, friends.
0: Yes, we will see you on the next episode.